Hey, Cassidy Sargent. Hey, Andrew Street. Now, Cassidy, I need to tell you something. Tell me. The president. She needs to talk to you. Okay. Now, you remember her, right? She Mm. raised you. That's your mother. We have to reconnect. We have to connect America. Cassidy Sargent, welcome to the beach, otherwise known as Gone Gold. I'm your host, Andrew Shrew. We've got a very Death Stranding episode ahead of us here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about Death Stranding. We're going to talk about Pokemon, the biggest controversies hitting the world today. Impeachment probe? It's mm-hmm. about Game Freak. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard him there, Cassidy Sargent, biggest BB I know. I just chugged my Monster Energy drink, and now I'm ready to go. Monster you know energy. what's handy, actually, is I just carry around a cup, and when rain falls into the cup, it's converted to Monster, which That's is great. That's dream. That's like a you get a Monster BFC. You ever have one of those? big fucking can big fucking can am i think that's monster right i don't know i hate i hope that's not true i don't that's like that true. very much they, they sell that in 7-eleven that's death stranding right there <laughs> that is that is the fucking death stranding man that's what tore us apart it was the bfc also joining us stranding in with us elmer guardado i love stranding out here with all my favorite beach things and my bts and my boys just on the beach talking to your sister or mom or the president yeah the story is very confusing we're talking about death stranding let's just talk let's rap let's just fucking shoot this missile into the fucking sky what's going on let's get into it let's so for context cassie how long have you played Uh, i'm at about 10 hours i just about hit double digits but i'm pre chapter three and i hear that's kind of where things open up a bit wow so Taking your time a little bit. I'm taking my time. Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to be a, a good delivery man. Uh, I did recently read that they will just spawn packages for me, fucking infinitely. So I am going to have to move on uh, because I was trying to do some cleanup duty. It sounds like to no avail. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't know that they like there was an infinite number of packages. I think they'll just keep spawning shit for you to deliver forever. Now, Elmer, have you actually played the game? Only 12 hours. Who's Fragile? Fragile um, is a lot like the chimney sweep in Mary Poppins. Or maybe like Mary Poppins. That's She has an umbrella. Okay. You want to quiz me on, on Death Strain to see if I, I played just, it? I don't know. If I'm a real gamer? If you've played it or you watched Robert play it or what the game is here. How far are you in, Andy? I'm about 15 hours. Okay. All right. I think I'm, I'm nearing the climax of Chapter 3. I think I'm nearing the climax of Chapter 3. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm... Okay, General okay, thoughts. Can, let me place myself where am I on the timeline. Yeah. I did... We're going to be two. very careful not to spoil here, yes, too. Yes, no spoils. Chapter two is what, beginning to chapter two is what everyone calls kind of like the intro area of the game. And then then later the game opens up is what I was told. I definitely hit that point in chapter three, doing some deliveries, making progress, building highways, crossing Mm. rivers, climbing mountains. Okay. Doing some stuff. Do you have any weapons? I just got what I think is the first weapon, unless I miss something. It's non-lethal, and it is a projectile. Okay, I know where you're at. I have Boom. no projectile weapons. I'm before all this. I haven't used it, by the way. I literally got it and then came here to record this thing. So that's where I'm at, Andy. Do you believe me yet? I believe you. Okay. Thanks for verifying you're a gamer. You're welcome. I appreciate Anytime. it. Uh, this game is fucking rad. That's where I'm at right now. Ooh. In the simplest of terms, I am really positive on it. Uh, I'm getting the vibe that maybe you aren't in the same boat, but I'm I am surprisingly in on this. I don't really know what it is I like about it yet. Like I, I'm trying to figure out into words what it is I like. 
but it's like very like just the whole i'm gonna do a mission i'm gonna collect my cargo optimize everything i'm carrying i got a main mission to do and then i'm gonna pick up all these side missions and i'm gonna you know make my trek to my main mission you know plotting the course so that i can do these little deliveries along the way sort of help people out and optimizing you know what gear am i going to take what methodology am i going to use to get there am i going to use my legs am i going to use some equipment some vehicles <laughs> am i going to use equip legs well i mean there is equipable legs in a way yeah i uh, or am I going to use like a car or I'm going to use like the little cart behind me. Then there's, you can like send out little things to do missions for you. Like there's all of this thought behind it. And then when I'm out there, I was expecting it to be extremely frustrating to move around, but I'm not getting that yet. At least thus far. I think there's a really. <clears throat> okay. So this game found a way to make all the, all the worst parts in most games amazing like just fucking literally it's a meme you've heard it you're a delivery man that is in essence what you are and what this game is about it's about delivering packages and it is fun it is good the the the, it's like difficult to do it sometimes not crazy difficult yet there's obstacles in the way sometimes but those obstacles are kind of fucking fun to overcome. Yeah. Right? Like when you when you see a mount when I see a mountain that I gotta go over, I'm not upset. Like even in like Breath of the Wild and shit, I remember being upset. Just like, ah fuck, I gotta ah, shit, it better not start raining or whatever the fuck. And this game it could rain too, and that could be unfortunate. But it's not the same kind of rain. It's time rain, time fall. <laughs> play the game you'll get it we can talk about narrative and story in a sec but gameplay wise something is hitting so fucking hard yep like and i think like andy you and i like definitely like this in games like the little role play sim stuff the customization like i think we both really appreciate that and i'm not excluding you Cass. i just don't know if you're as passionate about boxes as me and andy i like red dead you liked red dead that's true a lot of boxes a lot of drawers and Red Dead. Yeah, and that's another perfect example. I think it hits a lot of those Red Dead vibes in the same thing where it's like, this shouldn't be fun, but this game is so fucking beautiful and cinematic and like the detail of like how he might stumble, how the packages sway on your back and like how it feels even, right? I think that's one of the big things they totally nailed. A couple other games have done it and I can't, I couldn't really think of an example except for Heavy Rain doing it, but just finding a good way to make your hands feel awkward and uncomfortable and like stressed with what you're doing that it makes what you're doing on screen like satisfying so like balancing your packages and like gripping the two uh triggers to like balance like i don't know i start i just start to realize like i'm fucking crushing my controller because i don't want to let go i think the thing with red like i don't know you know i I don't want to compare it to red dead but i think the thing about red dead was i would have loved red dead if it was like if it had just a little bit of tweaks that are something that i think this make this game a bit more or a bit less slow paced despite what you're doing is that like when you pick up a package it's got that metal gear fucking quirk to it like you hit triangle and it's like and it like whips it onto your back like it's got that suspended realism a little bit it's got the little like things you, you click a button and something clicks to you and it's not like picking it up and looking at it and moving it around real quick. So like it makes what is a slow gameplay loop, I think, on Death Stranding a little bit faster, not having to do like some of that monotonous stuff. But there is monotony there because like, you know, you got to click through a lot of menus. Oh, yeah. Cash, a lot how, of menus. How are you coming down? Let's 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 stick to gameplay and yeah, yeah, movement and feel for now. So I, I have been so back and forth on this game, man. It's like when it was first announced, I was very cold, not interested. And then as as trailers came out, and you know, I won't even speak to that really because it does speak more to the story. I, okay, now I'm back in. Started getting very excited about this game, um, and then the reviews hit. And I got very unexcited about this game. I went from thinking, wow, I might actually love this game to thinking, wow, I might actually hate this game. 
But then I read the reviews and people are like, yo, this game is boring. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking love this game. Let's go. <laughs> and where I've come down is the one place that I didn't think that I would be that I'm kind of like in the middle. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's okay. There are aspects of the game that I think are, are great. And there are aspects of the game that I think like aren't don't really work for me at least not yet um like i i totally agree i see a mountain in front of me like it's fun to use those tools to use like those anchor points and to use those ladders like that is very satisfying and the the chiral network you know seeing other people's equipment that they have left behind to help you very satisfying very into that but like, I don't really find my, okay, my cargo's tilting and I kind of have to grab it correctly. Like, that's not fun to me. And and that's kind of how I feel about the whole game where I'm like, wow, this is really great. This is really smart. And then I'm like, yeah, this sucks, though. Like, the your, your packages will decrease in value or in quality if you get caught in the rain, right? Caught in the time fall. And that's cool. That adds, like, kind of a fun urgency to things. But, like, the fact that my boots degrade just fucking sucks honestly like isn't that just a boring useless thing to have to worry about no. because it kind of is to me um and and it, like i said that's where i'm at it's super pros and cons for me I, i'll be very interested when you get to chapter three when they yeah. start to in the deeper you get into chapter three they start to introduce a lot more elements to the traversal just through mm -hmm. Like, like I was saying, new vehicles, new equipment, yep. new tools, and then they also. Elmer mentioned to, bridges. Yeah, that another thing is that they start to introduce uh, new structures that you can build to the chiral network, yep. or through the chiral network, and things that other people can build that start to help you with, you know, maybe you need to upgrade something, or you need to repair something, or let's like even the rain, like if you need to get out of the rain for a little while, it's like, oh, somebody else was stuck here in the rain and they thought that sucked. So they built something here and now I'm going to take advantage of it, hit it with the likes, uh, which is fucking great. Just running up to stuff and hitting it with likes. And, you know, I I'll be interested to hear what you think when you start to get a hold of that stuff. Cause it does, yeah. it does you, fix some of those things. I think. Have you used a vehicle of any kind yet? Cass? No, I have not. See that's what's so crazy I, and, because... and I know that will change the game yeah a fair bit. Well, it's, it, just, it's... it's like I'm definitely going to play more, but I'm not excited to play more. Can I can I give you some advice? Which I hate to do the yeah of course of course it, playing it wrong kind of thing. But I read this in some review or some tweet or something, and it affected how I approached the beginning of the game. They were just saying during the first two chapters. Just do all the story stuff. I, I read that through. like literally before we started this pod was okay. like rush to the rush to chapter three mm -hmm. and then you can go back and do some of your cleanup stuff, which yeah. honestly maybe speaks to how I'm feeling about the game. Yeah, I have a feeling because the fact that you haven't used a vehicle yet, that happens in chapter two. Um, you're you could have you could have already had a lot of stuff that would have made. It would have given you a lot of options already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because the vehicle leads directly to something else and something else. And like, I feel like that was the moment where like, you'll see the vehicle at some point and not be able to use it immediately. And I've gotten there. When, okay. A lot of things start to click once those pieces start to fall together. And it reminds me a lot of like, and obviously it's fucking Kojima, like Metal Gear Solid 5 is very much in the same way where like you start and you're like, this is good. These systems are solid which is what we're saying about the stranding, but I just kind of wish there was ways around some of these annoyances or some of these things that don't make me feel, you know, badass yet. Um, and then you hit a point in Metal Gear, like five is the only one I've really played deeply, so someone can speak to you, but where you're just like, oh, I have infinite amount of options for how the fuck I want to role play this game. And that's what I always loved about Metal Gear. Well, what I loved about Metal Gear Solid Five and why I play that game twice and got through that horrible opening because like it it's just fun at that point when you're like how do i want to do this and i don't know i always like straight up role play and i'm like you know what my dude not gonna kill or whatever it is you know so i think 
I would recommend pushing through as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, my, my first instinct is like the fact that you have to push through to get to a good part of a game, I think is kind of lame. Yeah. Um, but I will like, say, though, that push through is like realistically, if you're playing it straight, like three, four hours. Yeah, I, I'm, oh, that, I, I'm definitely taking my time. I'm falsely yeah. inflating the number to get there. For so sure. I wonder, I gotta, I don't remember how much time I stayed in the first part because like I never got the feeling of being worn out. And maybe that's I, just and like I'm not, I'm not worn out. It's just like here. Here's a good example. Like I'm always just annoyed when the time fall shows up. I'm like Jesus fucking Christ, dude! I just want to go deliver my shit. Man, so like I will always find a place to wait it out. Oh, you wait it out? I just go f- go through it. Yeah, because it doesn't cause that much. Annoyed by it. Honestly, the it's less of a factor of. At least for in my eyes, like the packages get a little damaged, whatever. But like, I'll still get S ranks through it. Mm-hmm. It's more a sense that like, I now I got to figure out how to get past these BTS, which is not fun to me. Okay, I I would agree with that for the most part, up until, and now the last hour and a half I was just playing, I finally got it. I hit that okay. point where it's like I have the tools. I understand the mechanics of how to avoid Mm -hmm. because even that it doesn't tell you immediately. And I was a little annoyed at first too, but as I kept going through, it was like, Oh, Oh, okay. So if I stand still and scan, it's easier to see them. Yep. Um, different little tricks of like how to maneuver through them. And I just did a section that was like, so fucking haunting. It was like a weird little graveyard where you're grabbing like a package for someone, Andy. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. Yeah, and you get there and like, oh my god, there's like, everything's dark, there's narrow corridors. It's the worst. And that it's was so the funny first... Because oh, I feel ahead. like I hit that mission and I also was like, oh, I finally understand the whole BT thing now. Really? That's so funny, yeah. Interesting. At that point, you start to get more practice with your different defenses, I'm being vague, you know, to not spoil stuff, but your different defenses against the BTs and how your systems that you already have from the beginning of the game, you get better at using them and realizing like, I can't sprint through this. I should actually sprint through this. Um, And, and yeah, there's, it just, it just clicked all of a sudden where I was, it was waning on me too. It was bugging me that that was the worst part of the game. And I can definitely see as the game goes on, that will be the those will be the sections that I'm going at every now and then I'm going to just want to get through to get to the next story thing because those do deliberately slow you down. But I already see like all these tools where I'm like, oh, I know how to prepare for this. And I feel like the game has been pretty generous with like, hey, uh, make sure you take this with you. I'm not going to tell you what's coming up next, but uh, it'd be helpful if you had one of these with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the prepping aspect of it is kind of what i enjoy a little bit because it reminds me of monster hunter or whatever like just all right so i'm gonna i'm at like the big base i gotta get like literally the opposite side of the map it's gonna be a fucking nightmare to get there like because it's just a long trip i gotta plan for it i gotta make sure i got my cargo and all of the different things i want to bring with me but it's like oh i want to stop all along the way and hit up these other people and drop off packages for them so now I'm in the map setting my route and now I'm like going to set out on this expedition. And that, like, this, this part right here is my favorite part of the game. Plotting, plotting your route and setting off on your route and like following the path that you laid is my favorite part of the game. That yep, feels yeah. very good. And see, so doing that in, you know, in chapter three, when you get to these bigger parts, you've unlocked more of this stuff. It's like, okay, now I'm setting out in this expedition. Anything can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, how do I adapt? All right. I got caught in the time fall. Like, there's maybe something I can build or there's someone did something. I can go interact with this or, you know, the different equipment inter like influences what I, my decision will be there. Or if I forgot to pack something influences my decision. And then there's like this communal aspect of it along the way. Like, Oh, somebody mm-hmm. took my journey or like, I'll get a notification. It's like, Hey, the footprints you left, they, somebody else took that. And it like yeah, makes I got that paths. last night. Someone used your footpath. And, Man. It's Can I like, say something really quick about this? I am not playing this game online. Am I fucking up? Oh, yes. my God, yes. dude. Yes. Yeah? Because it still generates all the stuff you're talking about. No. Fake. You, in a you, fake you, way. you have to connect immediately. Okay. 100%. There is I'm kind a of community. Enjo- yeah? Okay. Because I'm kind of enjoying, like, 
Uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of enjoying just being like, oh, this world is totally desolate and I'm the first one. No way, man. Really? I, I think because I one of the best things about the game to me is like that, you know, uh, someone you're, you're running from someone or from something or you're seeking shelter and you're like, fuck, yes, my dude out here, you know, a rock 216 <laughs> built a shelter that I can go hide under. And like you do have this, you know, uh, it's a fucking strand game, man. And and you, and you strand to these other people, basically. But th- there is something very cool about that. And, like, it opens up pathways that I wouldn't have thought of. Like, the, the very, very, very beginning area, you can kind of go the long way around this, you know, mountain, essentially. And you're probably going to walk through some time fall, and it's going to be a shitty time. But then you can also see, it's like, oh, there's this whole system of ropes and ladders that the community have built to just climb over this mountain. And, like, it kind of redefines the landscape to you like I, I had a funny moment uh with just speaking to how the tools like change the game i was trying to get an item that was on top of a building and i was like what the fuck dude i'm jumping around on these fire escapes i don't think that the controls are that precise and so i was getting super frustrated like they're having me do this super precise platforming and the controls are not even that built for that and i was like oh my god i'm a fucking idiot just busted out a ladder <laughs> of course I busted out a ladder. Just climb to the fucking top of the roof. Oh, my God. Yeah, You have to play online, though. You, yeah. A moral like, story. There's already, like, memes and communities popping up. Like, And here's the thing. Like, the, the fucking stupid shit that's in there, the signs, and, like, the way people use signs. Like the, and here's the thing. There are trolls out there. There was, like, 100%. I got to a gap, and the gap was fucking... I was in... Uh, mule territory there's mules everywhere and i don't want to like they're not human enemies no they're 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 villains they're human enemies yeah the human enemies are on both sides of like where the ground meets again so i'm gonna have to go through their camps if i want to do to go around it so i'm like okay i don't have a ladder by the way so i'm like all right there's a like almost like a ramp where it meets on the gap and i'm like i could jump that and as i walk up to it there's a thumbs up sign i'm like okay so we're good (laughs) like it's it's got a bunch of likes on i'm like we're totally good i run jump it and then just straight down it's like there's no way i could have made that and just like hit the ground bb's upset like i was like come back like like the sign (laughs) and so liking all the stuff like just seeing what people because the more lashing as hard as you fucking can oh yeah and it gets longer as you get upgraded i'm like fucking smacking it and like the fact that Every time I see mushrooms, I'm like, all right, got to pull over. Let's fucking pee on these mushrooms so we can make them bigger. Man, I don't even know what you're talking about. So if I haven't been able to pee yet. I've tried doing it, but for some reason, I'm never able to do it. I haven't gotten the pee, pee tutorial. The, I haven't gotten a tutorial either, but it's right there. It's, it's like an action. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you equip it and then hit the tri- use the triggers. If you mm-hmm. equip it. But you also have to... There's certain times you can't do it, like... Uh, I was with another human and I tried to do it like an NPC character. And they were like, she was like, are you kidding me? You're a fucking pervert, dude, honestly. And, but you also have to be drinking your monster. Yeah. And I, so the monster's infinite, right? No, no, it refills. Well, so time uh, hang on. The, the monsters in your private room will just keep coming back. Yeah, but yeah, the but monster I mean, in the canteen it gets refilled by timefall or gets refilled when you're in the okay. river. I feel like that's been really generous. I haven't had a, any. Me neither. I've always been able to refill my stamina whenever I want to. There are a lot of gauges to worry about in this game. You you got to worry about your blood. You got to worry about your boots. You got to worry about your canteen. You got to worry about your battery, about your BB, about your fucking packages. Dude, wait till you getting more stuff. (laughs) Dude, Dude, and it's just, oh, I'm at a point now where my weight has doubled to like from where you're probably at, Cass. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, the Jenga tower on your back. I love it so much. It's Some, so I, fucking good, you dude. You set off on your expedition, and you're like, huh, and just a fucking leaning tower over <laughs> you. It's amazing. I know, and then it's the game of like, okay, do I, I could take all the equipment I will ever need, but if something interesting comes along the way, I can't carry it. Yeah. I am going to be livid. Am I going to dump something now to carry what I need here? And then they start getting these these those resource management thing because to fabricate and build larger structures, 
um, or tools like you need materials, you need yeah. materials outside of like the little, you know, uh, 3D printer thing. Yeah. You have um, lots of little micro decisions, right? Of like, am yeah. I going to pick up this lost cargo or am I going to pick up this material and, and which one? And yeah. See, and I'm a member of the community out here. I'm picking, I see lost cargo on the ground. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pick it up. I'll carry it in my hands if I have to. And then I'll wow. just drop it at the nearest post office and be like, all right, somebody can take this. I'm entrusting it. Now it's secured. Mm-hmm. I can entrust it to somebody else. And I love like, you know, an hour, a couple hours later, I'll get a notification. It's like, so-and-so has completed your journey. It's like, that's fucking So with rad. those, yeah. with those, you got to like, play online. I, all the lost packages, because there's just, we'll, we'll transition over to Lore in a sec, but there's, it makes sense why there's a bunch of packages throughout your journey out in the wild. When you, they always have a location. I assume if you take it to the correct location, you get more XP, right? Yes. Correct. But for delivering it just to a post, a mailbox, you get some XP, right? Like it's not right. a waste of time. Yep. Okay. I think you mean likes. Likes, yeah. No XP, <laughs> likes. So, Ugh. the lore, man. I think um, I'm very in. More so. Can we talk spoilers than, here? Can we? Can we put a spoiler flag? I don't think we should. What are we spoiling? Oh yeah, I guess Cass is early. Because so don't spoil, spoil for your boy here. I, I feel like it's very easy to talk about this game without spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of it, a lot of the stuff we're about to talk about. You know exactly what we're talking about if you've seen most of the marketing material. Yeah. It's like first two hours, like background yeah. premise. Yeah, and that's a, a credit to the game. Almost everything we've seen, we saw in the trailers, I feel like I've already seen. And I'm early in the game. You know, like, I feel like no huge things were, you know, dropped too early. Um, the game makes sense. The story makes sense. I feel like it is a very direct, like, I know what my mission is. I know what my goal is. I know what the, I know what all my mini goals are. And I know what the massive overall goal of the game is. And I feel like that's something I've never been able to say about Metal Gear Solid. And all the weird Kojima shit, I would say like 80% of it minimum works so well. Right. And like that perfect example, that is just BB. We won't get into the details of what, you know, the, bridge baby does but it's weird it's wacky but it works as like a piece of interesting like science fiction i think then we have some things that i think don't totally work and this is where i think kojima desperately needs just a fucking editor or someone who has more clout than him that can be like no this is this is bad like art is subjective but you can make this better where it's like, this guy does not need to be called Die Hard Man. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Why? Like, you make me feel embarrassed to play this fucking game. This is not, like, this game, there's no reason. There's no good reason why it's called Die Hard Man. You can call me Dead Man because I have a lot of experience with the dead. A quote verbatim. You know, like, that's the shit where I'm like, bro, it's cute, I guess. But it's it hinders the game from being able to really say or do anything too interesting because it's it's covered in this like embarrassing fucking garb i think it takes away from any deeper nuanced point he's trying to make and that's been the problem for all of the metal gears as well but i just don't understand like this one is so much more clear it's so much more streamlined he had it like it's obviously the first one to a game so we we get excuses for all this exposition in a not in an organic way but then yeah like i'm dead man because i'm a fucking mortician and nope it's not a nickname we're gonna treat it like it's my fucking christian name (laughs) like fuck am i crazy no i mean it's it is fucking wacky and it does i mean here's the thing i'm the biggest fucking shill out there i love the wacky kojima shit but the die hard man and the dead man shit like i'm not I'm out on it gets that. It's old, man. It, yeah. That's like one of and, the few and, things so far that I'm like, this is, it's just lame. Yeah. And it's, it's fucked up because it's not even consistent. You know, Troy Baker in this game, his character, his character is just called Higgs. That's kind of a fucking cool name. It works because it's a name, you know, fucking your name is Sam Porter. Bridges. What about mama? Mama can go fuck herself too. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. We're like, Sam has a regular name kind of. Like, Sorta. Higgs is a one-word name, but it's more normal than Dead Man 
or Die Hard Man. Like, get the fuck out of here. Why are we doing this? And I'm not saying shit can't be wacky, but, like, there's no reason for it. Here's my thing, is just like Robert sometimes just says shit, Hideo Kojima, like, just Just says shit, man. Like, all the fucking time. Like... I'm I'm totally down with creating your own lore and and you know whatever. But when every 2 seconds I got a new term that you just pulled out of your fucking ass that I got to learn now like oh yeah the the Odra deck and the beach and the seam and like you're going to just going to drop all of this shit with with zero explanation does sometimes get to me because yeah. s- some of his concepts are super vague and underrealized, you know, fucking 10 hours in. And some of them are so, like, overly beat to death that it's not even funny, right? Uh, Like the whole, oh, yeah, our phones are like a prison. They're like handcuffs on us. And, you know, you wake up and you put that handcuff on every day. And it's like, yeah, it's literally fucking handcuffs. You put handcuffs on and that's your phone. Okay, I get it. Get the metaphor, Hideo. Thanks, buddy. So I never, like, sometimes. Or just let me get to it, right? I guess this game's going to be 30 fucking hours at the minimum. At some point, maybe I'll have that thought. Let me sit with it. Don't fucking yell it at me five seconds into the fucking game. I do. I 100% appreciate that, like, the the story goal of the game of, like, you know, reconnecting, and I'll just leave it at that, is, like, very present in the gameplay. Like, I definitely, I'm making connections, and, like, when I like a ladder, and two hours later I see another item by the same guy, like... That's a connection. I made a connection right there, and that's cool. But I, I hope that some of the particulars come together here as far as, like, the narrative of what is happening in the game. Yeah, and I think I go back and forth, and I was talking to somebody about it who is interested in the game but doesn't really play games. Uh, and so they were asking me questions about it, and I was like, you know, I think some of the stuff is purposeful. Like, I think he does it on purpose. Like, the whole handcuffs, like, I ref- I don't know that I can believe that he either thought the audience was so stupid, like, that they wouldn't get that, that he needed to beat us over with it. It just feels like his normal, that, dude. like, goofiness to the game. But, like, I, I feel like that's his, though. isn't that his story style? Yeah, like, like his storytelling his... style, though, is like, hey... I, too- I found this kind of interesting metaphor. Let me over explain it to you. And it's like, well, yeah, it, it's still cool, but it would have been more cool if it was just in there. And I read in some fucking think piece of like, when you think about it, man, be like, wow, there's really layers to that shit. Yeah, dude, I think the thing that's frustrating is that I, I, it doesn't come off as purposeful in the slightest in a cool way. It comes off as like overindulgent. He's so precious and, like, up his own fucking urethra that he can't just fucking, like, say no or cut things. Here's I do what, think here, it's... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say... No, go ahead. I do think it's purposeful, but I think that is bad. Like, bad things happen on purpose. Like, I... That's why I don't... I don't think there's anyone telling him, do we need this, Hideo? Like, or what if, like, wouldn't it be better if, like... We did this, or they were this way, or dealt with some level of subtlety. I guess it's like, I think like maybe I don't think of these games as ever really being that serious. Just because but, I mean, they're trying to deal with real fucking messages, dude. I feel like he's All taking of the himself Metal Gear very ones seriously. Have been so fucking political. The story is so fucking loaded with symbolism and metaphors for the military industrial complex and fucking yeah, but- civilians and everything. And this game. Even more so, I would say, overtly political and trying to say something. And you can't fucking... You gotta fucking pick. Because when you do both of them, it takes away from both of them. It takes away from the stuff that should be genuinely wacky and fun. And it takes away from the stuff that he's trying to present seriously. Yeah, I think that he tries to take like ridiculousness to a, a level here. I mean, he's always tried to do that. Like, even the political stuff in Metal Gear is shrouded or engulfed in fucking ridiculous metaphors or wacky dumb shit, like, or over-sexualized fucking mm. women or something like that. And I, I do Here, think... 
here here's what I do want to say just to to stop the to stop the hate session because there is a lot of stuff in the lore that I do like. Oh yeah, a lot. Most of it, I would say. I like. like I think the whole the whole concept of the time fall very cool. Awesome. Yeah. And so like, time fall, we can we can. I think we can spoil that. Yes. Time go fall. Ahead. Rain, when it touches something, it makes time pass faster. Yeah, time so, you advances. Know, yeah, so in cutscenes, you see when it's raining or something, like, plants are, like, sprouting mm-hmm. up and then dying within, you know, seconds. Yeah, and that that's used in, like, some very interesting ways, right? Like, we see that on objects, and we see that in gameplay, and, like, you even hear about, like, different characters' experiences with that. And that's that why the society cool. is what it is. It's a big reason, right? Like, that's why things are... That's why it's not current times you know disconnected yeah that's why the whole the whole idea of like a void out and the idea of like yeah yeah i don't really even understand it yet so this cannot be a spoiler but it seems like when you die you fucking explode like that seems cool and uh that one cut scene fairly early into the game uh where basically shit goes down for the first time that was an e3 trailer so doggy that is a fucking great cut scene yeah I, i was happy to see it again yeah like let, let's say that though i think i just talked about metal gear solid 5's horrible fucking <laughs> opening this opening pretty fucking hot like i don't yeah i don't know that it's it's like you know i'm not excited to play it again because like there's a lot of cutscenes and like a lot of low it's roar. slower yeah a lot of low roar but it is fucking good I like, will say, it, for the it, first three hours, I was like, you should have just made a movie, Kojima. Like, honestly, that's what you wanted to do. And that was before I got to, to some of the bigger gameplay stuff. I'm not sure I feel that way anymore, but... Yeah, I mean, I think overall, works. I'm positive it does work. on the story so far. I was I was actually worried. Same. Reading the reviews, I was like, Am I, I don't know that I'm going to like this. And, like, so far, I mean, maybe it goes somewhere else and it just takes a fucking dive off a cliff. But I'm into it. Like, the little things that they're teasing out about the BB or about the void outs and how learning how like people act in this world, how acts of terrorism because bodies can explode and act of terrorism is killing one person. Mm-hmm. Like it's just an interesting little thing he's doing there. There are things that have popped up even in the later game where I'm like, all right. And sometimes like the absurdity, I almost appreciate like, you know, when we open this podcast in the opening scene, when they're like the president, you know her, she raised you I'm like, this is so fucking absurd. That I kind of appreciate it. I love this fucking wackiness. Uh, I do. I do. I, I'm the same. I'm with you. I, I am way more positive on it than negative. And I do think like like the present thing. That wasn't one of the things that bugged me. You know, it's more like all the other examples I just gave. Right. Yeah. Where it's just like, come on, why are we doing this? But I I, I hesitate to say I love the lore so far but i think i do there's some problems <laughs> but i do i i'm like in this world i am fucking i want to fucking reconnect society i am we'll call invested. you elmer porter bridges yeah yeah i am invested <clears throat> i am like i now now like in the section we're at andrew um i don't know how much I don't know if it's going to, when it ends, if it's going to work the same way that it works when section one ends or sections, you know, chapters one and two, where, you know, it feels um, kind of like the beginning of a new section. Um, but I want to kind of linger around here for a while because I'm seeing like a bunch of shit that I want to fuck around with that I probably don't need for the story. But I just want to, I want to see like how, how much can I change this landscape myself? Like, that's kind of what I'm excited about. I'm getting, like, that Minecraft vibe where it's like, oh, I'm going to fucking dig for two hours, but it's going to be worth it at the end when I have one piece of fucking diamond or whatever the fuck. I'll be interested because from a multiplayer perspective, there's a very communal aspect to changing the world mm. in big ways. I wonder if I'm going to like that. Uh, like, you're all contributing to, like, a common thing. It's like, oh, you want to yeah. build a highway here? Like... You know, like, or you want to build a road? How does that? How does that work? Like, who is it? Is it setting you up on a random server every time you start the game? It's based on a bunch of different things. Nobody knows for sure. They know that like there's like if you like the more you like something from somebody, the more likely you are to see them again in your world. Every time I'm in the game, I look for your stuff, Andy. I haven't found it. Me one too. Time. I look for it every single time. I go through my friends mm. list. I'm like, 
Let me see if Robert is here. Let me see if anyone's here. I never get anybody. I, yeah, I, you're I, like my only friend, though. Honestly, so. though, I think, I think they probably do that on purpose. I think you don't get paired with your friends on purpose. Sad. Um, cool thing that just shows the fucking power and clout Kojima has. I don't know if you guys know this. Um, you can play this game online and use its online features if you don't have PS Plus. Yeah, like I don't have PS Plus. Get that. Yeah, it's the, only game, oh. yeah, wow, it's the only game to ever allow that. Um, which is pretty like that's some fucking big dick energy. I think like some of the free to play games do that, but I guess that's a different game. Like I think Fortnite does it. You compare Fortnite to Death Stranding. I'm I'm more positive than I am negative on the game. I think I do. I think that the general gameplay loop of the game is good. Of you know, take your orders, make your preparations, plot your route, do an American Truck Simulator trip out to the next place. You know, good. Yeah, it's some of the challenges and like spice that they bring to the game to kind of make the the game more interesting that i'm less sure about and i know that inherently those are the pieces that will be solved with tools later um but i'll I'll be interested to see how long it takes if it is one of those things of like yeah well you don't really get your full repertoire of tools until you know 30 hours in and that's when you really gain mastery over it it's like i don't know that i have 30 hours in me um but I'm going to play some more, and, and I'm excited to play some more, I guess. And that's my only thing, is that this isn't really a knock against this game, because I'd be saying it if it was really any game, with maybe the exception of Animal Crossing, like an infinite game. But there's no reason this game needs to be, like, 40 hours. There just is no reason for it, I don't think. At least, unless, like, I mean, if it just stays the course as it is, and it's 40 hours, like, I might be a little disappointed and it's not a knock against the gameplay it's just like i don't know that games like i i want to feel accomplished and like i beat a game and sometimes my games don't need to be this long yeah i mean when you when you look at one that's attainable like remember oh you you, what happened on the air where you guys told me actually how not far i was in fire emblem and i just got so disheartened and i've barely touched it since Mm -hmm. like that's a real fucking thing um, yep. weirdly with this game, I haven't gotten that yet. I do feel, I just feel like I'm making a lot of progress. You know, when Me you see too, the, yeah. when it shows you the big map, you know, you know what I'm talking, I don't want to say what the map, you know, but when you see that big map, you're like, oh, I'm fucking making moves. This is like undeniable. And I'm sure it could, you know, choke up as we get closer, but I'm so far so good because yeah. I do like seeing like shit. Like my ladder is still here. This route is getting more efficient, um, and I like seeing that shit. And I think if more people take your route, they, like, walk paths into the game world. Oh, really? So the ter- I love their terrain system. That's a weird little thing, but, like, their terrain system where, like, there's, like, blue terrain, yellow terrain, green terrain, red terrain, and, the like, blue is easy to walk on, red is harder, you could trip and stuff, and... I really, really like that. And you have a little scanner that will show the colors and the scanner. The UI, the lack of UI, actually, like, I think all the presentation stuff of this game yeah, could not fuck harder. I agree. Like, and I think, you know, one thing I want to, one of my last points I want to make before we, like, jump into Pokemon and Luigi's Mansion, but uh, the fact that, like, I think what makes me appreciate a lot of this is, like, this is a pretty big AAA game. And, like, there's barely any combat in it at least you know for the most part and like you can choose to not do combat and i don't know just like the way that the first few hours opened up i was like this is just kind of like a very slow moving like i don't know interesting type of game and it just surprises me that it's a like he was able to make this like i don't know if anyone else could have would have been given the opportunity with like such a big budget to make a game that wasn't like maybe as action-packed in its opening gameplay loop, I mean. I agree. Speaking of violent openings, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people fucking die in that game. Luigi is dead. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, fantastic. It's great. It's the perfect companion to... Death Stranding, because, like, if I want to sit in bed or do something without thinking about it, having to focus on fucking balancing my weight, do little, uh, like, Captain Toad-style puzzle rooms, Luigi's Mansion. 
Wow. It's got, okay. It's got like you, you just said you said the right words. Yeah, it's like if each imagine like each floor you go to has a theme and then the little rooms you visit are like little vignettes that you then have to solve and that unlocks like your progress to the next room and then okay. do that a couple times, then there's a boss and then you move to the next floor. Captain Toad puzzle room is my winter soldier phrase, so you just awoken me. Yeah, I think if you like Captain Toad, you'll definitely be into this. And the the, I mean, the, if you've ever played a Luigi's Mansion game, the combat is there. That's a lot of fun. You know, it's not like the most difficult thing in the world. You can fuck up ghosts. Yeah, you're slamming some ghosts. You can slam ghosts and you fuck them up. <laughs> you literally, Luigi. I don't know what he's so scared of because he fucking murders ghosts by the dozens. The sixty dollar game. Are you asking me if it's worth sixty dollars? Does it feel it? Yeah, yeah. And it's got high production okay. value. It's got cutscenes. I mean, they. You look at this and you're like, wow, I'm I'm shocked. There's no Cartoon Network Luigi cartoon. Any idea how long? Uh, I want to say that I've put five to six hours into it, and I'm only on like the sixth or seventh floor out of twenty something. I think. Oh, okay. So oh, it's got some like nice. to it. That's, that sounds meaty. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you want to, you can probably make it shorter or longer depending on like you have interest in finding the collectibles and the collectibles don't really do much for you, but it's like getting them is fun. Solving the little puzzles. This has January, 2020 written fucking all over it for me. Oh yeah. Cause I can't wait. It's not a game of the year game. Like, you know, it's not going to compete okay. with the big dogs, but it's just a great, well-polished game. I'm excited. It's fun. It's, it's quirky. It's cute. It's got all those elements to it. Uh, Guigi, like the puzzle solving dynamics between Guigi and Luigi, uh, Doing them yourself, super awesome. Really smartly done. It's You would think like every single puzzle is going to be like, oh, there's two platforms. How do I solve it? Oh, I split into two and step on them. No, it's like a little bit more. How do you feel about Guigi? Oh, I mean, he's thick as fuck. Yeah. The the noise he makes. I, I brought Melissa over. I was like, hey. Can you hear his cheeks? Well, when he, when he comes out of the little goo sack, mm-hmm. he's got a little... Like comes in. <laughs> then I was like, "Hey Melissa, come over here. I'm gonna turn the volume up." As he goes through the bars, he like walks through bars because he can go through shit. And he's like, <laughs> and then he reforms on the other side. It's fucking amazing. Oh, damn it. ASMR episode. He's so fucking thick. I love it. Next week we're gonna do a full uh, episode just in Guigi talk. <laughs> so get your fucking headphones ready. Um, I refuse to allow the word goosec. <laughs> Dude, you gad puts that goose sack on your back and you're fucking off to the races. He gads my dude. He's fine. I, I this game looks so pretty. Yeah. Um but I could not be less interested in playing it. It looks so fucking boring. Prove me wrong. Deliver some more packages. Yeah, I mean Yeah, I mean oh. that's that's the height of entertainment, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I go fucking fight ghosts in a haunted mansion. You're like, nah, 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 nah. I gotta deliver this cargo. <laughs> you gotta save all the toads and Peach and Mario. It just looks. It looks King like Boo. um, it, it's not too deep. Am I am I wrong? Like, it looks like you just do the same thing over and over again. I mean, the combat isn't deep, but the puzzle solving is like fun. You know, none of it's particularly like insanely difficult, but there are puzzles that'll make you think. And they're really smartly designed. Like I said, it's not like little baby puzzles. Like they get progressively more challenging and really, you know, there's a bunch of different ways you can solve puzzles because you have all of, you know, the the poltergust fucking tools on it. And then you've also got Guigi. So there's a lot of like elements going on into the, the puzzle solving. And I mean, the combat is fun. You know, it might not be the deepest thing in the world, but it's a it's a good time. And it's got like this this Nintendo charm to it. Like the way that you interact with the menus is all in black and red. And it's called the virtual boo. And mm-hmm. it's a virtual boy joke. And they just fucking roast the virtual boy. Like when you get it from Egan, he's like, who wouldn't want everything in black and red? It's the fucking future. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's... I'm sorry, this thing fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it might hurt your eyes, but... It's the future, and it's like, this is great. I love this. I always wonder, because Nintendo's able to pull off that kind of, like, charm so well, I always wonder if, like, 
are these games written and I'm, it might be different with each one but i feel like since nintendo doesn't really have like defined studios for his projects i never know are they done in japanese first or in english first like because like how does that joke does that translate so like that well if it was written in Japanese first? It feels like American sensibilities. I'm right? pretty sure the studio that made Luigi's Mansion is an English based, uh, a Western, a Western studio. I, I would bet though that they're either like developed in partner or they just have a, like a dynamite localization team. Well, the Treehouse is like the whole one of the big things that Treehouse does is that they like make sure that games like translate to all the different regions. All the, all the localization work, like the jokes work and the. Yep. Okay. That's why, like, you'll you'll find times where like things are referred to. It, it, they're very sensitive about it. Like one of the core reasons Treehouse exists as like a branch of Nintendo is to like make sure that Japanese games are like transported over with like things that might be culturally insensitive to here, or, you know, culturally insensitive to Japan, or you know what have you. So, is that why we couldn't have Mai in Smash? Oh yeah, Treehouse is like not. Nah, she's too naughty. She's not for these good boys and girls. Good boys and girls. My from King of Fighters. Uh, she has a speaking of lewds. Oh yeah, yeah. During the it, it's it's just good that all of the games coming out of the Nintendo family of studios are just happy and there's there's nothing but positivity around games oh, yeah. for Nintendo oh, yeah. and Nintendo platforms. You ever hear of Dexit? <laughs> Tell me what's going on with Pokemon, oh, man. man. Pokemon's in shambles, dude. Put, put fucking somebody on watch because somebody needs to watch the Pokemon <laughs> community because it's been bad out here. Uh, the me, game the, freaks. Okay, let me run you through, and I'm I'm sure we're gonna miss some stuff here. There was a huge list that the community assembled of every single gripe they have. Essentially, Are you part of this community. Do you count yourself? No, I feel like everyone gets too up in arms. It's a Pokemon okay. game. Like I'm gonna like it. What a it. surprise. Basically, I mean, you guys know the Dexit situation. They cut, no. they cut the national decks, which means the regional decks is all that's in the game. So there's 400-ish Pokemon in the game. That's less than... That means they cut 53% of all Pokemon. And I can't transfer them in. Yeah, you can't transfer them in. Okay. So in past games... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Here, let me ask a question already. Mm-hmm. What is... Has every game been adding all the Pokemon? Every game typically adds around like 80 new Pokemon. And then they have... And keeps all the classics? Yeah. So the way that they do it is there's two... There's like a pre-game and a post-game. And those are those are like two different Pokedex. So when you play through a, a... Like, let's say you bought Sun and Moon. You play through the campaign and you have something called the uh, the local decks. Or the regional decks. And that's like all the Pokemon that can be caught in the game. So the new ones for this game and probably a couple extras yeah. from, from previous gens. But then what they have is okay. the national decks, which means that they, even though you can't catch them directly in the game, they've included the models and everything for every Pokemon in existence. So if you have like the old games, you can transfer those Pokemon into the new games. And you can like... How would that work? Like, let's say I have Sun and... I want to get like someone from Soul Silver. There's, depending on the game, it differs. But like, you could either transfer them all the way up to the newest gen that can trade with directly with Sun and Moon, or you can trade them into the Pokebank, which was like a service they had, and stored them okay. there, and then transfer them from there to Sun and Moon. But there's always a way. There's, yeah, there's always they've always made a huge deal that there is always a way. Like, I mean, for a time. I think maybe X and Y, there was a time when you could get Pokemon from, like, red and blue and, like, fucking hack your way officially to getting those Pokemon into the game. Like, you transfer them to X and then to this and to that and then into the bank and then up to Y. And, and are they just in the Pokédex as, like, an I like no, thing you have? You have or the could phys- you use them in battle? You could use that them is your battle. Pokemon. Yep. You could teach them new moves that are new to only Sun. Yep. The, wow, that's okay. That's pretty crazy. I never. So that, where never are we today? What is what does that mean for Sword and Shield? So in Sword and Shield, for the first time ever, they decided to cut that. They said, "We're nearing a thousand Pokemon. We can't put all of them in the game. We want to like at some point, if we want to focus on like other elements of this game, 
we're going to have to say like, okay, this game takes place in this region. This region doesn't have those Pokemon in it. There's only these ones in it. Deal with it. Yes. And so part of their plan with that, I think, was this Pokemon home service that they haven't given too much detail on, but it's supposed to be like the hub. If each individual game is a spoke, Pokemon hmm. home is a hub. And that's where okay, like, corporate America. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's where you would like transfer all your Pokemon to and you could trade and battle from there. And then if a new game comes out, like you can transfer the ones that are, can go into the new game from there. So you can only catch 400-ish Pokemon in Sword and Shield. That's it. You can't transfer in ones that aren't in the decks. And this whole nightmare started because they said that they couldn't do it because they wanted to make higher quality animations and focus on new gameplay mechanics. We can't. We don't want to give you a thousand shitty models. We want to give you four hundred nice models. Yes. And what okay. was the cons- what was the general reaction consensus from that first announcement? People were pissed mm-hmm. because the whole thing with Pokemon is that you've been able to bring your Pokemon with you everywhere, and everyone has a favorite. Like everyone's immediately was like, "Is my favorite going to be in the game?" I can definitely understand being upset. Oh yeah, right. It's like if I if I have Pokemon Yellow and I've brought my fucking team up through every Pokemon game that's ever been made, and you know whatever it is, fifteen years later, you're like, oh yeah, you can't do that anymore. But it's also like in so- I'd be upset. Even putting that aside, it's like oh, you know, catching them all is part of the fun. Totally. You know, you want all your Pokemon there. So they were people were upset about that. And here's the thing: Game Freak handled this extremely poorly. I think. They didn't say anything. They didn't announce which Pokemon were going to be in, which were cut. They didn't say how many. People expected, like, oh, we'll probably get, like, 600. So when 400 leaked, people were pissed. Uh, It was worse than everybody imagined. And then from there, the game leaked in general. Uh, The models, you know, it's not a fantastic-looking game. It looks good, I think, but it's not like it's blowing anyone away like you know it looks like a pokemon game from the 3ds with higher textures on the switch the like little bit of reading i've been doing on reddit seemed to suggest they were the identical models as older gens from what people are data mining now that the game is like kind of widely available they're saying that it's exactly the same models and that the pokemon were just cut and then on top of that there's a bunch of shit that they never said uh, there are moves, like literal battle moves, that have been cut from the game. Uh, the global trading system, which was like a online trading infrastructure that you, has been in all the games since the DS, is not in the game. Theoretically, because it's going to be in Pokemon Home, but we don't know that yet. They haven't communicated that for sure. Uh, you know, there's a lot of the animations, like things like Tackle is still just the Pokemon, like jolting a little bit like just moving there is no like actual animation for it uh you know there's just a laundry list of things that aren't improved and in some sense have like regressed and i think on top of all this stuff that they said originally about the models and everything it's also like when they announced pokemon let's go and everyone was pissed because this wasn't the next pokemon game they don't worry the real pokemon games yeah, come. they said this game is for casuals and they said, we are making the next game with the hardcore audience in mind. And the hardcore audience is pissed that they took away all the stuff they like. They cut the Pokemon. Obviously, they're I think they're overreacting. Like, I mean, people are getting death threats. They're having to cancel events. Like, obviously, the internet is yeah. taking full storm. But And I don't, I don't want to minimize this, but these people are all still going to buy the game. Not a single one of them is actually boycotting this game or not buying this game. So fuck them. This is what Pokemon fans deserve. It's like any internet outrage. Like, I see why people are upset and people have taken it to a ridiculous height. And there are plenty of people who are reasonably upset, too. But, I mean, I, I totally... I understand being upset about the National Dex issue, but... I sort of identify with them, too. It's like, what do you want us to fucking do? Are we just supposed to keep this going forever? We're just going to have 2,000 Pokemon in our game in 10 years? Yeah. Like, we have to make a decision at some point. I think that there's a new catch-em-all. Like, I don't think there's there's anything wrong with saying that. And I think maybe the only real issue is the fact that they maybe weren't 
honest about what they we're doing here. And I don't know how else you deliver this fucking message, I guess. But and, and to the credit of the fans, like it would have been an easier pill to swallow if they said, hey, guy, OK, here's the deal. Let's talk shop. We're only doing 400. But here's what you're getting. Yeah. And people really did feel like they got that. Oh, wow. It's a richer story. And yeah, it is more, uh, you know, it's more smartly animated and I can do this now. And there are all these extras. And it sounds like they didn't get that. And so I understand being upset about that. Too. I think that's the thing. It's a, you know, it's a mixture of they weren't transparent or even informing the fan base at all you know which sucked for them i think and then on top of that the game comes out and it's missing a bunch of key features on top of the dexit stuff so like there are valid criticisms here a hundred percent for sure i mean it's a pokemon game and it's still gonna be a pokemon game at the end of the day like you we i think at the core of all of this it's like i mean pokemon everyone says it. it's like the biggest media franchise in the world and like it's still getting these games that are made by a small team and like only one developer is making them and they've like basically been the same thing for forever so like i don't know that anyone like i mean i never expected this to be like the huge change in pokemon like it's gonna be pokemon and i get being one day we're gonna get that game though oh one day and it's gonna be like wow this is what pokemon always could have been oh my god yeah because that game is there and see what blew up on top of all of this so the community has been on fire about all of this shit. It's like every single day a new clip leaked and it's like the animation is terrible or there's insane pop in or like the textures are bad or there's no music or the battle noise is not there. And like, you know, it makes it seem like, and and this is where I think like maybe things started to, to happen was when the switch launched, like the CEO of the Pokemon company was like, yeah, like when it started to take off in sales, he was like, I didn't believe it was going to sell well. Like mm-hmm. he that. had the interview where he basically said like the switch is competing with phones and phones are where people want to play games. And so like, I think that they maybe weren't as prepared for this. And that's where another rumor comes in is there's an industry insider who said basically they were going to put all of the Pokemon in sword and shield time constraints. And the fact that they couldn't get their tech to work on the switch right away. And they were having trouble porting the Pokemon in they just made the decision we're going to only go with this month this many and that they're all like how long has the switch been out though three years i guess at this point almost three right yeah march will be three so, i mean i guess i guess they made let's go because that's the same is that the same company yeah okay well i mean i guess i guess they had to juggle that but three years is like you can't crank out a, a well put together complete pokemon game in three years I and mean, they do it every year on or they were doing it every year on ds and 3ds you know i think the the jump to hd and like i said that something yeah. no you're it, it's a different animal but i mean even then i think you know the models that they all made on the 3ds could be upscaled to 4k they made them super high res so that they could have them forever and that's what this new leak is saying is that like oh the tech that they used to port them over broke and they didn't have anyone on staff that could fix it and they just had to move forward with it. And supposedly the rumor said that they're already planning like, well, when next year's Pokemon game comes out, we'll have it fixed. We'll get all the Pokemon in there. Then we could just say like, hey, we listened to the fan feedback. Everyone's here now. We got you. Get Sakurai out and there. And so when that leak came out, like everyone just basically went crazy. You've been on Reset Era a lot, huh? I have been. On, <laughs> I'm at work like on Reset Era <laughs> looking at the Pokemon drama. <laughs> fucking explode in front of me but it's pretty widespread like i had somebody at work who owns a switch but doesn't like follow news at all and they were like are you still getting pokemon it sounds like it's pretty bad i was like damn the reviews dropped today it seemed fine i mean seemed like a pokemon game yeah i mean it's got like 80s 85s yeah that's about what i expected i mean i knew that this yeah. was all gonna be it's another pokemon game oh man i am not gonna play this game yeah, it's a pass for me. I'm excited. I mean, I will always love Pokemon, so it's like, it's just fun to play through and battle and collect everything, listen to the music. Like, it's a comfort game, I think. Catch a Quagsire for me. I think he's in the decks. He, that's my he's boy. A cutie. Yeah. Is he your favorite Pokemon cast? He might be my favorite Pokemon, actually. He, he was definitely my favorite in the uh, Silver and Gold games. Those games are great. What's your favorite Pokemon, Andy? Snorlax. Classic. Great. Classic. I love him. Well. What about you? 
Um, I don't know if I have one. It's pretty lame, but I just do really just love the design of Squirtle and oh, Bulbasaur. Yeah. Gen 1 starters so basic. much. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing people are really pissed about is the only... They will put... Like, they cut all these Pokemon from the game, but they put another version of Charizard in here. Charizard has, like, Mega Evolutions, Z-Moves. He's got this new gigantic form. Like, they just love putting new iterations of Charizard, and it makes people very mad. Yeah. Shout out to my Grookey gang, by the way. Sobble Squad over here. Whatever. Oh, man. Let's deliver this bad boy. Let's put it into the shelter. Deploy this boy. Let's do. Put the BB to sleep. Put the BB to sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. We listen. We appreciate you connecting the strands, hitting us with those like buttons. Follow us on Twitter at Pause. We appreciate you. Let's build roads together. Let's connect the world. Let's reconnect America. You can follow me at Street Super with one R at the end. You can follow Cassidy Sargent at Sergeant Cass. You can follow Elmer Mortado. At Elmer is not bad. Robert Mechie at Robert Jr. Jr. Sam Atherton, he's joining us. He's back in the States. He, he's wow. got his BB unit loaded up. It. He's here. Yeah, somebody delivered him. I almost don't want to. I almost don't believe that he's back. That's why it took him so long to go back. He was only in Japan for like a week and then he got on a dude's back to come home. That's it. He's back to us. It feels like it's been so long since we've seen him. But next week, we'll been. hear about the journey. Until next time, stay golden. Hey, real quick, did you guys set up Disney Plus? Yes, I did the free trial. Did you pick your Did you pick your profile picture? And you better answer correct, or you're a fucking fake ass fan. I did. What'd you pick? I'm Ducktales. Lizzie McGuire. She's on there. I didn't even see her. Fake. Fake. Okay.